0: Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, January 6th, 2019.
1: This morning's scripture lesson is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, And how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as i wrote above in a few words a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of christ in former generations this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that is the gentiles have become fellow heirs members of the same body and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gifts of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that He has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in Him.
0: I'm not gonna to lie to you, this week I'm a little nervous. A little nervous because. I've never done a sermon series like the one we're starting today. I've never done a sermon series that I think may miss the mark more than any other. I've never come into a sermon series where I'm not convinced the message is going to take somewhere. And the reason why I am struggling with this is that we're dealing with a topic that involves everyone, but it's one of those topics that we can see in others, but we may not see it in ourselves. It's one of those topics where we know others are responsible for it. But we may in our naivete miss the fact that we too probably contribute more than we think. This topic of hate is one that I have been working through for a few months now in preparation for this series. And as I read it, as I've read, as I've studied, as I've thought, as I've prayed, I think the commentators are wrong. I'm not sure that our society and that our world is more full of hate than ever before. But I do think we're more conscious of it now. I think there's more of an admittance than what we used to bury behind Polite platitudes, we're actually just calling it what it is. After all, we're from the South. How many times have we used the phrase, bless your heart, in less than an honest way? Come on. Come on. Uh Uh-oh. I think I stepped on some toes, choir. we still got a few minutes left. How many times do we hide behind a smile and a nod? Meanwhile, knowing what we really think and what we really feel. We're going to have time over the next couple of months to work through a lot of this. But this is not going to be a finger-pointing series. This is not going to be one where we hear they've got to do something. I'm not even sure you're going to get a lot of what you should do or what I should do. I think what we're going to get instead is a few weeks of eavesdropping on a conversation on conversations that happened 2,000 years ago and getting some wisdom about how maybe we should handle this cancer known as hatred. And it's something that I think we need to start not with identifying hate. Not with talking about actions and attitudes about hate. But instead, I think on this Epiphany Sunday, the Epiphany of the Lord, where those outside of the faith first saw Jesus and worshipped Him. I think there's no better place to start a series on hate than with grace. The title of today's message is Grace is Given, Not Earned. And I want to start not with them, but I want to start with us. I want to give you a piece of advice right now. If you are trying to earn God's grace, stop it. If you are trying to be faithful so that God will love you, stop it. If you are trying to do what all you do to prove to God how much you love him, stop it. Because I got news for you. God loves you. That's what the whole point of this Christmas season has been about. God loves you. You don't have to earn it. As a matter of fact, it was because we couldn't earn God's grace. And we couldn't be transformed that he had to send Jesus who is the way, the truth, and the life. And I want you to think this morning as we look at this idea of grace is given, not earned. I want you to think, and let's be honest, forget the Sunday school answer. All right, I don't want you to think about the Sunday school answer, which is obvious. Who is it? that you think has no place in the church? Who is it that you think by their actions and by their attitudes has no place in the Christian church? Be honest. Don't give me the Sunday school answer. We all think about those people. We have this idea in mind of what a good Christian is supposed to look like, don't we? we have this idea of what a good little Christian is to do, right? And there are some people that if they walked into this building and started proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ, you would go, bless their heart. I know them outside the walls, and there's no way in the world that God's speaking through them. Any of y'all know people like that? Today, on this Epiphany Sunday, we look at this idea of grace being given, not earned. Through the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's go back to what Catherine read for us just a few minutes ago. You notice he says early on, God's grace that was given me for you and how this, the mystery was made known to me by revelation. And he goes on and he says, In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind as it has now been revealed. You notice right there, revelation. It was made known to Paul. It was revealed to Paul. It wasn't something that he figured out. It was something that was given to him by God. One of the great things about being a Christian in the Wesleyan tradition and the Methodist tradition is that we believe so much in God's revealing grace, peace, mercy, and love in Jesus Christ. And we believe in loving God, not to give God, not to earn God's favor, but we love God because we have been given God's favor. We echo that which we see here in the book to the Ephesians, given to me by Revelation. It wasn't that the church said to God, well, we need a Savior, and here's the checklist. Now, God, go do it. God, in His infinite wisdom, knew what it would take. And he knew that it wasn't something we would ever earn, but it was something that had to be given. And he goes on and he says, and this is where the real meat of this passage comes into play, I think, for today. He says, Of this gospel. All right, biblical scholars, who knows what the term gospel means? What's that? Good news. Now change that. Look at that sentence again now with the interpretation. Of this good news, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given to me. Again, there he goes. He's laying out his mandate not by something that he has done but by what of God's grace was given to him by what of God's grace was given to him. Let me ask you something. Have you ever thought about the sheer magnificence of God's love through the lens of knowing you didn't deserve any of it? Have you ever thought about how God did this. He brought us Jesus. He brought us this child. And he didn't do it for anything other than he loved us and he wanted to know us and he wanted to be with us. I want to go back to the person you think of, and it may be yourself, that we talked about with the bless your heart mentality. Looking at how much God, even in the midst of our wickedness and even in the midst of our sinfulness, even in the midst of Saul's, because Saul was, I got news for you. There's no political organization in America that was more hostile to the church than Saul was in the early first century. You all talk persecution, forget about today's political arguments. Look at what Saul was doing in the early church. He's one of those that if he had walked in the door and said, here's the good news, y'all would have gone, he's off his meds again. Or he's on the sauce again. Or he's got a hundred other things going on. And if God gives grace to that person, who are you and I to withhold grace from others? Saul goes on and he says, Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me. <laughs> given to me. And he was given it to spread not to the faithful, but to the Gentiles. Saul, who became Paul, was given this grace. Not to preach to the church, but to give to the world. Although I am the very least of all saints. My friends, I think hatred finds its way into our hearts and into its minds. Into our hearts and into our minds. When we start making judgment calls... About who is and who isn't. Worthy of the good news. And I think one of the keys to not letting hate cripple our hearts and cripple our minds. One of the ways, the first ways we have to let hate go. Is to quit looking for who was righteous but to recognize our own unrighteousness because it is when we recognize our own unrighteousness that we can not only accept God's grace but that we can give it to others and finally we go on and we see and he says I've been given so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety may now, now may it made known so through the church the wisdom of God and its rich variety might now be made known. That's why we're here, brothers and sisters. We are here to spread the good news, to make God's love known, to show the wisdom of God, saying that you can't earn it, but you have been given it through Jesus Christ. That is one of the reasons why it is absolutely essential to have an active, vibrant faith in the life of the church. It's not for budgeting purposes. It's not for programming purposes. It's not because you got to throw your weight around. It's not because of the checks you write or the checks you don't write or the worship service you go to or you don't go to to prove a point or this or that or the other. We are the church because we have been given the great task of spreading God's good news. Good news. That came in the form of the Christ child, not because we had earned it, but because we have it. And it is important for us to be the witness of the church because we are the manifestation of God's presence on earth here and now. And I promise you that the way to combat hate. The way to combat corrosiveness, the way to combat negativity is to say bless your heart and actually mean it. The way to combat hatred, the way to combat it is to first of all not tolerate it within the Christian community. But most of all, make no room for it in your heart because you realize that grace is given, not earned. And if God has given you His grace and Jesus Christ and if God has given us the church to spread the good news to those who do not know this, then who are we to be people who do not give grace to others because God has given it to us? That's why any message about combating hatred has to start not with hate but with grace. Let's be very careful. Let's be very careful to be, not be in the business of self-righteousness. You got a beef? You got a problem? Remember, God has everything, every reason in the world to have a beef with us, but He doesn't. He gave us His Son, Jesus. Grace is given, not earned. Let us be in the business of realizing that grace is a gift to us and let us realize that God has made us the church to give grace to others. To do anything else means the past 12 days have been a complete waste of time. Because if we do not only believe if we do not believe if we do not embody if we do not embrace the idea that grace is given not earned then your Christmas celebration was a fraud and you just wasted a lot of time and money grace is given, not earned. Let's receive that grace and let's give it. Now let that be the starting point for our journey in response to hatred. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast in First United Methodist Church of the Louisiana. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderigger.org or on our Facebook page facebook.com slash